0: Welcome to the IGDA Twin Cities Podcast, episode number 20. We're a month late, but we're ready to go. A little bit different format tonight. Uh, We're missing Jackie because I was scheduling nightmares for the last two months, which we'll talk about briefly. But with me, as always, is Tori. Hello, folks. And special guest tonight, Ryan Schaefer.
1: My mom says I'm special, too.
0: Yay! Yeah. Um... I suppose a little intro. Ryan is a local developer. Um, me and him, we worked on sort of that thing I had tried a while back last year, over a year ago now. The like community game development project or whatever. So uh, me and Ryan had been working on what was the name of that game? Corporate Ladder. It was.
1: Uh, okay. It had. It was Corporate Ladder, and no. it was Escape, Escape from, from Hell. Hell. There we go. And I think it was probably something else too. I don't know. Yep, it was a game. Yep, that was a year ago, really.
0: Yeah. Wow, so. that's scary. Yeah. And <laughs> anyway, um, and you presented last month, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, first off, with Tori and his, um, he got a computer virus, I guess. Yeah,
2: it got stuck in my chest, and um, it was really nasty. So I'll have bouts of Barry White tonight, and. Nyquil is in my brain, so I'm going to be weird, and I apologize to everybody for that. And
0: well, with with that, um, how is this sickness affecting your teaching? Isn't this your like last week?
2: Yeah, um, it was actually really tricky because last night was my big overarching review of all the chapters that we've been through, and that was really rough because I do something idiotic. I do the character, characters to go through the through all these no, uh, you know, chapters and uh, presentations because it's so much to go through, and I do these ridiculous characters to try to make it a little more interesting. It was so hard. I was just burnt up at the end of the night. But
0: is, is one of them like a sick and dying person?
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I played. I and I gotta say, you. I think I did that probably the best I've ever done it before in my life. Um. So I'm proud of that. But oh, um, very very much a method actor in that regard. But um, you know, hey, it's for it's for audio and for students. So I I just I had to suck it up. Had some vanilla wafers and went for it. Awesome. Yeah.
1: And if you come into class kind of looking terrible, it doesn't really matter because it's all audio based.
2: What? Well, that's right. That's right. They they expect me to look terrible, and I did.
0: So is is your class over now? Or
2: no, I've got um I get the final is tomorrow night, and also we're doing turning in the final projects as well. And everybody, I made everybody make uh, videos of their final projects, so we present those in class.
0: Oh, that should be fun! Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. neat. Yeah, night class, right? Yeah, from it's night. from. Uh,
2: yep. Yeah, it's very random every every quarter. Um, but this quarter was from eight to ten p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and so that was quite an adjustment.
0: Like two months.
2: For yeah, so it's ten. It's ten weeks. Ten weeks.
0: Okay. Yeah, it kind of explains our somewhat absenteeism last month in the recording, and haven't seen you in a while, other than uh, no the last meeting. I know, I apologize. You may, you may have rough. heard him, though. Yeah. Yeah. Dream about him.
1: <laughs> it's a I, Oh, dream. yeah,
0: I, I need to mention that. I'll get back to it. I had a cool dream. Ooh. And I was in it? Uh, no. I, isn't oh. this
1: a family podcast?
0: Well, it, I'm, I'm, I'm not that young anymore. I don't dream about that anymore. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> all right, Tori, well, why don't you just wrap up? What do you, you, uh... I, I know that you've been working on a couple things, so.
2: Oh yeah, so uh, working on a couple games. Um, uh, this this one company called Water Tower Games working on this game called Fireman Run, which is pretty darn cool. Um, we've all been pretty, uh, it's been insane lately, so we've had to slow it up a little bit, but we uh, we operate in cycles, and the nice thing is now that um I won't be doing night class this coming thing, so I think that's going to help out a lot, and ah, uh, we're gonna get some some stuff going on again. I'm excited about that. And I've been working with um, Abstract Puzzle a little bit, working on a little game called Oppositress, which is pretty cool. And um, uh, also working with Lake Home Games on a Project 2. And I also want to say that it's very interesting how cyclical the game market is because all of a sudden these games that started, you know, came out in like 2004, 2005, um, PC games, you know, big PC games, they're starting to come out on. Uh, mobile phones now and I downloaded a game that was 3.2 megabytes onto my phone which was Bard's Tale 3 and uh, we bought it for mobile which is just kind of boggles my mind but I think that's pretty cool
0: Is that like a turn based uh, crawler kind of thing? Uh, I don't remember Bard's Tale The the third
2: one, their first ones were but the third one was more it's a a, a top down um, real time combat kind of a thing Okay uh, um, like single player, uh, yeah, third team person. and no, you're, you're, it's just you, just you. Yeah. And you, you can summon people, um, like things to help you out, but it's really, it's a lot more like, um, in some, in some ways it's similar to, uh, what was that? Ah, uh, it was, I can't remember if it was for GameCube or I think it was for GameCube, but it was a uh, video game where you just, you kind of ran around. Is is in is in the Dungeons and Dragons setting, but you ran around and killed stuff, but you're just one player, in a sort of third person y more action-y. What am I thinking of? Hmm. Mm. Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. Something.
1: Okay. Dark Alliance.
2: Dark Alliance. Yeah, it's it's more similar to that than than the than the previous Bard's Tales. So it's pretty fun. The the writing is actually hilarious. So I really recommend that game. Um, very well done. And 3.2 gig game, you just got to download it to say you have a 3.2 gig mobile game.
0: Oh, it's gig.
2: Okay, I thought you had said megabyte before. Oh, I might have said that. If I did, that was a NyQuil speaking. Petrabytes. Petra, yeah.
0: Parrot flops. How many parrot flops is that? <laughs>
1: that's like when the bird on the wire dips his nose into the into the drink. A parrot flop.
0: not that a parrot flop? <laughs> That's only like three-quarters of a flop Parrot flop. <laughs> it is an ex-pet. Excellent. All right. That that about it? Anything else?
2: Yeah, no, that's all. All right. And right. I've been sick, and that sucked. But that's it.
0: I'm done. All right. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> it's sort of funny because like I had like a killer two weeks of development on, yeah. on Fireman Run. I was staying up late and pumping out stuff and feeling like i was on fire and doing all this stuff and then um so i had like a good maybe a month there of like decent development and then i just disappeared again and been uh playing a lot of games so um it's important to refuel though yeah right it's like a mental refueling so and and i'll make it sort of comically here because uh I got FTL which FTL is an amazing like like, but in space and it's a brilliant game where you space battles but you also have to manage your dudes on your spaceship to repair systems if they're damaged and keep the oxygen levels up and fight intruders amazingly fun um, so I was playing a bunch of that and, and then Borderlands 2 um, and I've been playing with Ryan actually we've been doing some of the co-op and <laughs> It's funny because I I was talking chatting at him the other day and I and I was like sort of angry at him because I had I had swore he said that um Hotline Miami came out this week and I doubt many people know what Hotline Miami is but it's a indie game that's sort of brutal top down almost like um Grand Theft Auto the originals but mm-hmm. it's got this really crazy vibe and humorousness to it it's hard to explain but if you looked it up you'd kind of get like it's just off the wall and um Because I recalled this conversation I was having with him while I was playing Battlefield or Borderlands Two, talking about FTL, and um, I'm pretty sure I had dreamt it. (laughs) So,
1: if if you're at the point where you can't distinguish your dreams from reality, then maybe you have a problem. You need to find your totem, get the top out, (laughs) and if it keeps spinning, then that's bad. You have to wake up. Yeah, well, here,
0: I can't decide if it was good or bad because in my dream, I was playing Borderlands
1: (laughs) and talking about (laughs) it. So you you don't know? Did you look away and the top looked like it was going to fall down, but then the screen went blank? Yep. I don't,
0: yeah, maybe. I don't know. So you have no recollection of this conversation. I I seem to remember it. So (laughs) either you're you're really messing with me or uh, I have, I had a dream
1: you know there's a lot of random conversations that happen when one plays borderlands so it it may have happened it may not have happened who's to say really
0: i've been playing a lot of borderlands i'm looking forward to playing a lot of borderlands yet tonight if i can possibly do that without playing more of that kerbal space program game that you told me not to try
1: yeah, I tried to warn you about that. I told you that it would break you. But uh yeah. It, it sounds like you you found it anyway.
0: Okay, so I started like I watched a video on it. It was a solid hour and it was just hilarious. Um and then I went and I, I, feel, I feel like
1: it. you should probably try and describe the game first. Yep.
0: Um so Kerbal Space Program is kind of like Let's see, it's a, like a machinery build game where you're know kind of like it's, a city builder, but it's a spaceship builder. And you're, It's
1: like you're playing with Legos, only you're building spaceships and you don't know if they're going to blow up or get you into space.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to, so you can build, you put on boosters and rocket engines and fuel modules and parachutes and your objective, as far as I know, is there's not really an objective. It's still pre, it's like a beta game yet, but I, I think the objective, like, Right at the moment it's sort of like one of those personal ones, like can I get higher in altitude? There is a moon that I heard you can land on the moon. Um, yeah. So I got <laughs> to like hundred and ten thousand meters today. And I was not even close to the moon. But but then
1: gravity kicks in and pulls you back down. Yeah.
0: It's still pretty dang neat getting my ship to not explode in the air. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's, that's a pretty decent game so far. So hopefully I won't play that instead of Borderlands tonight. Or hopefully I will. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Um, the only other b- big news that I would, would say in, in regards to my life is that I am now an iPhone 4S owner, and Whoa. I now own a Macintosh laptop.
1: Whoa. You know, you're way behind the time. Everyone's got the iPhone 5 now, and y- you just got to keep up.
2: Yeah, I hate my iPhone. ryan do you have an iphone 5 i do not (laughs) your phone got angry
1: (laughs) yeah my phone vibrated just now i am not an iphone 5 (laughs) yeah as soon as you said that it responded yeah
0: Yeah, so um we got a good deal on phones but switching plans um and so i thought oh i'll try an iphone i shouldn't say i hate it it's just so different i'm not used to it um I, i will say i've had a lot of fun with siri (laughs) because commercials sure do make it look good, but she does not understand much of anything, (laughs) Um, (laughs) which is sort of humorous, of course, but it's really good in the real basic places. But I I, um, really can't can't deal with it, so I actually ordered a replacement phone. It's coming in the mail this week, so I'm not going to keep my iPhone. What are you going to get instead? I am getting a Galaxy Nexus. Oh, interesting. So that's the, yeah. Well, it's funny because the, the iPhone, um, you know, it's people, are, it, obviously different people for different reasons, right? And I wanted to try it because everybody seems to love it so much. But it really doesn't work for the way that I work with like emails and friends and chatting and stuff. So gotcha. Um, it's, it's a little difficult to transition. I will say, though, I played some great games on the thing, though. I did the... Um, Infinity Blade, that's pretty. Oh, I've heard game. great things about that game. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat.
2: Pretty neat. That's yeah. That is one thing that that uh, um, I, I I do have to give up is that the the gaming platform there is
0: is very far ahead right now.
2: I I got to give it
0: up. Yeah, I, th- I I think it's because that's where the 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 people are, just in majority, and that so the yeah. developers go there. Yeah. Um.
2: I think, I mean, it's it's catching up rapidly as far as Android is. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's still ahead, of course, on, on the Apple side.
0: I think it's less and less so, though. Like, um what was a game that just, just came out? Um, Raving Rabbids? Mm. What's that Ubisoft game with the funny characters and the cool, the goofy? Yeah, that's,
1: that's Rabbids, but that's a console game, I thought.
0: So, yeah, so now, um, like last week, it came out on iOS. It's a, it's a running game. It's one of those, it's like Fireman Run, where you just got to run. You're just always running, and you have to do the reactions. I shouldn't say it's like Fireman Run, but you know what I mean. It's a runner, mm-hmm. where it's just always running, and you have to react. Um, but it came out iOS a week ago, and then the, or two weeks ago, and then the following week, it came out on Android. So, mm. um, and I think that's going to be more and more the case, where you can find them on both.
2: I think so. And I think the fact that Unity is getting so widespread um and and development or platforms like that that lets you port it with relative ease, I think that's going to help things a lot too.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense for developers to have programs like Unity where they can kind of develop once and then just with with minimal efforts um get it ported to web or PC or Mac or you know iPhone. It kind of comes along with it. And granted yeah. there are differences, but um it's it's a definitely an easier step than if you were to do everything native on each one of those platforms. Yeah.
1: Without without some kind of a tool like that, you'd ha, you'd have to go in and pretty much code whatever game you're making to work specifically on each phone with each, you know, different hardware setup or resolution or whatever. Yeah. And that's just ridiculous for something like Android which has hundreds of devices. Yeah. yeah. It, it'd be a nightmare to do.
2: <laughs> and by the way, let let me just say um, movie theaters, televisions, computer monitors, handheld phones. What is your problem? <laughs> just, just pick, just pick a size, would you? Pick a dimension and let's just go with it. That's all I'm saying.
1: Wait, wait, are you saying I can carry a movie theater in my pocket? Because, yes, I want that. Wait, that wait, movie. wait,
0: wait. Awesome. Well, I heard the new, the new Hobbit is going to be 48 frames a second. Nobody?
2: I, I can't see that fast. Nobody? It's twice as good as normal.
0: I yeah well, I don't know we won't, we won't really talk about that. But Peter Jackson uh. was trying to push for that cause right now they're t- is it is
1: it three D because then it'd really be twenty four frames per second, which is like a normal movie. Well,
0: yeah, well movies right now are twenty four.
1: Already.
2: Yeah.
0: Or film just, was, but they were showing it at forty eight. They would just duplicate frames because it's easier on the eyes, I guess. But anyway, blah 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 blah. Apparently trying to push that but the sort of my first reaction is you're asking for a lot of potential change to theaters yada 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 you know so you know like if you want smell a vision in a movie you can't really massively distribute that not yet not yet well yeah until you plug in (laughs) yeah that'll
2: be the next
1: big breakthrough
2: well the google glasses will just have nose plugs um, that'll be a nice attachment you can get, um, and it'll make sense.
0: I want the Google contacts. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> All right, I, I, hey, uh, hey, Ryan, what have you been up to since you were
1: born? Uh, well, quite a few things actually. That that was a while ago. How? <laughs> Let's just limit it to the scope of the IGDA in the
0: last couple months. How about that?
1: In the beginning, there was a man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, so, I've been playing a lot of games. Uh, there's this game that came out recently that is awfully good. It's called Borderlands 2. And, uh, let me tell you something, I've put some time into <laughs> Borderlands 2. And it's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a good game. Anyway, uh, one of the big things that I've been doing is...
0: Oh, hey, um... I've only played a couple characters, and the one I played the most is the um, Gunzerker. But when you go into the menus, did did the other characters ever say anything like humorous or anything like that? Because like my Gunzerker, I was like going through the menus, marking some as favorites and other weapons as trash and stuff, and and doing some comparisons. And my character goes,
1: "Oh, math is hard." <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They might. I haven't really. I haven't really noticed it much, if they do. But, uh, yeah, Borderlands is a good game. If you like shooting stuff, you should probably get it. It's got Shoot. some good co-op. Shooting stuff and loot. looting. Yeah, and loot. loot is good, too. you got those green arrows. Um, but, yeah, mostly I've uh, been working on a project with Chris Figueroa, uh, also known as Kenefi. It's the gangster name. Uh, working on a project with him called uh, Pixel Combat. Which we gave a kind of broken demo for during the last meeting. The demo went
0: good. Might as well get right into that. Yeah, you were one of the you were the member project presenters at the September meeting. Yep.
1: Yeah, so uh, we're making this game called Pixel Combat, and it's basically a kind of like a mashup of tower defense and competitive arena battling, like Dota, uh, which is to say very uh, competitive and combat focused but also with a big core on like building turrets and defenses and sending sending enemies at the other guy. And so we we had we didn't really have a whole lot probably not enough worth showing but we kind of wanted to show it anyway just to get some feedback and try and see what people were thinking of of mostly the idea and where to go from there to try and get get a lot of good feedback. Uh and we did there was some good discussion and a lot of good notes that we took down off of uh off the meeting and it was kind of cool uh the game was a little bit broken though a uh, few technical issues networking as it turns out can can make some really interesting problems that mm-hmm. kind of come out of nowhere if you don't properly test them oh, so did you,
0: I, I didn't really notice anything that i can remember from the presentation i'm sure it sticks out well, in your mind way more than Mine.
1: oh yeah definitely so what what happened was we me and chris we've been talking back and forth for probably a couple months now just throwing ideas around kind of just coming up with pretty much over the overall design of the game and what we want from it and what we're trying to do and we spent a lot of time just kind of going over ideas and suggestions and thoughts that we were having that we didn't really realize that we had to present it at the meeting soon so <laughs> pretty much all of what you saw there was done in about three weeks leading up to the meeting and a couple, some of it was actually done that day <laughs> uh, so it was pretty funny because we had our game working we had all the stuff that we wanted we had the ability to place turrets to spawn minions and basically fight each other and have a, a kind of a win state so that one player could kill the other player and then that would be the game and then the minions would kill each other if they would interact and what have you and the way it all ended up working out is that we needed something to, you know, show at the end to say that you've won the game or you've won you've lost the game, whatever. And so we just kind of threw up an image on the screen that would say you win or you lose. And so that day I started coding it in. I was thinking, all right, got to do this, got to do this. And something like that is relatively simple. You know, just need to check and see who won and display the proper image. Uh, but it turns out if you're doing this over the network, uh, depending on who's hosting, your player object might not actually be your object. So there are a lot of situations where you would kill the other player and it would say that you lost. And this happened every time we showed it during the meeting, which makes me sad. Oh, OK. <laughs> so yeah. it, would, it, would, it would be something along the lines of I would shoot his crystal and blow it up and thereby killing him. And then on the big monitor it would say that he won and I was all sad. But then, you know, after I took it home and looked at it for a while, I was able to figure out the problem and fix it. But it was kind of funny though, just because every it was kind of I don't want to say rushed, but it was very much like a crunch mode kind of thing. All of a sudden, there was all the stuff we had to get done, and while a lot of it did get done, it was kind of made for an interesting experience trying to make, put to also put together a demo for the meeting, and then still have stuff be stuff like that happen, and you know for. The, the most part it worked relatively well too and i think it did a good job of showing off what we were trying to do with the game and put off the basic idea a lot of the stuff was placeholders a lot of the menus were placeholders uh one of the menus just has a box on screen that says chat goes here yeah so it was very very bare bones but uh with it we were able to kind of show off what we we're doing and we got a lot of good response from it and talking to people just getting feedback during the meeting uh and then we talked afterwards at the restaurant with a bunch of people and Got got a lot of good suggestions and some good ideas, and it's it's kind of neat. Hopefully, it kind of takes off for us. Yeah, me too. Kinda, yeah, it looks kind of kind of looking forward to seeing how it progresses some more.
0: Yeah, you have to make another presentation, so you can get Yeah, we'll
1: make. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I want to say I do appreciate though um, presentations for products that aren't you know that that aren't like you know towards the end or almost at the end of, of del- development because I think I actually like seeing more of those because. I get a lot out of that and seeing what steps you guys have taken, what your possible thoughts are. And it's really cool to see a presentation later on down the road, maybe when you do finish it. And then you can it's it's cool for us as the community to see what you took and where you went with it and hear what your decisions were and, you know, what you thought of the feedback or how you used feedback and stuff like that. So I think it's it's awesome to see this. So I I really thank you for doing that, uh, making that presentation. I thought it really went really well.
1: Yeah, uh, personally, I'm just glad you didn't get up and attack us because we didn't have <laughs> sound in our game and you're the sound guy and it was dead quiet there the whole time. <laughs> oh, no, no. I wasn't
2: I, I wasn't going to... If if I made a game, it would just be sound and there'd be no graphics, so I, I'm not going uh,
1: <laughs> it, to... It'd uh, be in the pit.
2: Yeah, it, it'd be in the pit and and it, nothing would work because I couldn't code it. So it would just be like... <laughs> <laughs> so I... Jeez, I, I don't blame you at all.
1: But yeah, it's kind of interesting, especially because a lot of games, when they come together, it's, it's a much more polished experience. And it's kind of, it's, you know, when you make a game, you want people to see specific things. You know, you don't want to expose a lot of the stuff that's broken or maybe not implemented properly. And if, like, by showing it in a kind of more primitive state, I feel like it kind of helps a little bit more to convey maybe the idea. Like, there's some stuff that maybe wasn't working too well, but you can kind of see what we were going for. Yeah, no, I think I would love to see more
0: prototypey type stuff, which I would I would call your game in that prototyping stage, where you're still kind of, you've got the basic idea, but yet you're still, like, seeing what really works and what doesn't. It's like, it's still in that little bit of malleableness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. ve-
1: very much subject to change. And hopefully it does change, you know, for the better.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if you keep pounding at it and stuff, that's... Um, it is refreshing, I will say, to see something that's that's in its early starts of development. So that's cool. Yeah, thanks Maybe for at presenting some point to you guys. Somebody
1: else will also show something in a similar state. This is the this is the appeal to someone in the audience listening. Yes. Be like, oh, hey, I've got this game that I'm working on. Maybe I should show it.
0: I agree. Um, which which reminds me with because that's what's something that's like really awesome about the, the game, the game, global game jam is that you've got this short amount of time, you know, 48 hours or whatever, you got to kind of grab onto something and just go. Yeah. And, yeah. and, um, you know, it, it's all sorts of different people and stuff, um, with regards to ideas and and how they work and whatnot. But, um, when, when it, is the game jam again? It's going to be in January. And, um, Zach is working out some of the details. We'll 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 put that out when it happens. But
1: uh, Global Game Jam is uh, it's a yearly event. It's yeah, like you said, it's early in the year. I think February. But uh, three or four times a year, there's also another event that's very similar called Ludum Dare. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's like a weekend thing where uh, very similar Game Jam. They give you a theme and you have two days to just kind of hammer something out. Did did you make? You started to make a game. Where... I
0: started. To
1: make one? Yeah, so the most recent one was... Uh,
0: 24. Ludum Dare 24, hosted at Canopy. I should have remembered yes, this. Yes, it was. Yeah, so, um, I'm trying
1: to remember when it was. I think it was end of July, August? Something like that. Uh, but yeah, it was hosted uh, uh Canopy, uh, donated an office space to anyone that wanted to show up for the weekend and work on a Ludum Dare project. And that was really cool. We had a good group of four or five people that showed up and just kind of hung out for the weekend.
0: Let's see. It was uh, started August twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah. I was. I started. I showed up on the that Friday evening, but I didn't end up making a game. I didn't have a whole lot of time that that weekend to make it work.
1: It's it's pretty cool too. It's kind of it's like a nerds campout. It's you know get together everybody, you know chat and yeah it was really just sit around and make games.
0: Yeah, it was a a fun evening to hang out with you guys. Even though I did, wasn't technically working on a Let 'em Dare game, but I ended up working on Fireman Run menuing <laughs> for the evening. But that was okay. I I felt productive and still felt part of it. Um, funny thing is though, like a couple weeks later, I did participate with my sons in uh, the the game making frenzy. You guys know what Adventure Time is? No, I don't. Um, it's, it's a show it? of some kind. Isn't it's it? it's a cartoon about this like 13 year old boy with a magical dog and it's supposed to be like this post-apocalyptic world it's just a little weird like almost a fantasy world of a kid that's 13 with a magical dog it's hard to explain but it's humorous funny and it definitely aimed at kids but they they got permission from the creator of that cartoon to yeah go ahead and use content from the game in that universe to and make games about it so i made a game with my 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 kids, I sat down and and we talked about a game to make, and then they did all I made them do all the art. <laughs> that's awesome. yeah, and I'll, I'll put a link in it, but um what did we call it? We called um, Jake in the land of Falling people, I think is what they named it. <laughs> that's it's, awesome that's it's, awesome. It's kind of like um, missile command. remember missile command where you had your like little the missiles came in and you had to shoot your missile up to blow them up.
1: Uh, I've never heard of Missile Command. What is uh, this?
0: Well, yeah, it's awesome. So anyway, the, you play as the magical dog, and you have to punch things out of the sky with your fists, because <laughs> your arms can grow to any length you, you want them to. So you just punch the sky. Um, yep. So I did that. There's a lot of you can- game making or game jam type stuff that happens. It turns out. The, the the big ones are Let Them Dare and Global Game Jam, of course, but there's a couple others. All right, so we mentioned that um, Ryan was part of the September meeting, um, but we actually, since we're a, a month late, we have skipped over discussing anything about the August meeting. So uh, I'm just going to bring that up quick. So the August meeting, we had August Brown, um, and he works for Congregate, making achievements for games at Congregate. So he discussed how congregate does their achievements um because they're done actually by congregate not by the developers of the game um and he talked about making good achievements and his opinions on bad achievements and good what makes a good achievement it was actually um awesome i i I totally respect the guy in 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 his philosophies of 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 how to do achievements just in a general sense and what they can break um I mean, I differ in opinion a little bit and I realized that in some cases it's just a hard sell, but um, it uh, it was it was good.
2: It was cool. I, I, I'm I a huge fan of achievements when they're done interestingly. And so I was kind of on board with him and I mean, we all have slightly different ideas, which is cool. But I, I think one of the big takeaways of his was to not uh, spend so much time on like achievements that just acknowledge you know, cumulative things or things that you're going to do anyway, like beat a level because you're going to beat Press a level. start for achievement. Yeah, yeah. But more uh, on things that are conducive to, um, uh, like, a developing gameplay or emerging gameplay. Um, so stuff that you wouldn't necessarily do in the game or you wouldn't think of um, that encourages you to play the game in a different way. And, and I, I'm really, I really like that because I, I think uh, you can make a game out of a game. That sounds really stupid, but you can you can make something, you can make a mini game in a game in a way it wasn't intended and it can actually make you look at the game in a different way and I think that's a really cool way to have achievements.
1: They so, call that the meta game.
2: The meta game. And um
1: I yeah, yeah
0: I I think that I mean that's a definitely a more and more common theme now with these mobile games where they're um you're striving to do something you make a game out of the game. I mean, yeah. it's phrased it pretty well.
2: But, uh, yeah, I agree. And, you know, and that's not to say I, I think there shouldn't be commemorative achievements. Like, you know, you beat the game or something like that. Um, but I, I don't like it when games give you an achievement for beating every single level. Because uh, it's just, I just feel so repetitive. And, and then makes, when you get an achievement, not be, not feel like such a big deal. It's like, yeah, I made level seven. Yeah,
0: no, I'm level he, eight.
1: You, you didn't really achieve anything.
0: Right, yeah. It, it just, well, you know, I think, like, you know, Borderlands is rewarding me for, I think, every tenth level you get. And I do think that that's kind of, of all the places, it's it's better than, you know, you made it to Suicide Bluff or something. Um, it, it's also a natural occurrence in the game, but I think that there's a good balance between some of that stuff mm-hmm. and um, and other ones. I, I I really don't like the, the ones that are like you collected five hundred diamonds. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, play <laughs> yeah. the game
1: one thousand times.
0: Yeah. yeah. The ridiculous ones where it's just sort of impossible.
2: Well, and one of one of my favorites that he pointed out, which was like one of my huge analities about uh, Diablo Three that came out, is some of their achievements he's saying don't don't make things that people have to go wildly out of the way to do or or there's just no reason to do it other than because you want to get an achievement but you'd never do it otherwise. For example, to there's an achievement where you have to beat the game with like a 60th level barbarian and then beat the game again with another 60th level barbarian and it's for each class. So literally, especially because Diablo you can change your feats around so there's absolutely no reason to make another... Um, that high-level character, unless I guess maybe you're muling, or I—I I mean, I don't even know. It, it seems but, like
1: the achievements in that game might might be okay if they were not for that game, <laughs> just, just by the nature yeah. of the way some of it, some yeah. of the stuff works.
2: The, and you know, t- to be fair, they had some cool ones that I thought were really cool. But another cool point August made is that if you put in achievements, and especially a, a good amount of achievements that are like that, then make you go really far out of the way. A lot of people will just not even bother getting achievements anymore because it's like I'm not going to get that one, so what's the point of coming three short or ten short? I'm just not even to worry about achievements. So then you're really shooting yourself in the foot achievement-wise.
0: Yeah, it's a good point to make. Like I'm not going to care about them because I can't achieve yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes I wonder if they're, they're put there too because there are you know it caters to everybody to even those extreme people that, yeah. that want to keep playing the game they just need a reason true you know but, and maybe that's the reason i don't
2: know but there's I, other I, ways to, there's other ways to do that i think too i i, I think uh, who told um i was reading somewhere saying um some game design thing said don't don't create new ways to fail um and and i think that goes there because achievements are so widespread now that you kind of want to at least, I kind of want to get them, but when they're that far out of reach, uh, I'm just yeah, I'm not even gonna bother.
0: Yeah, agreed. But that's you, that's me, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say that, um, and I think I, I recall we talked about a little bit, but like, um, what's the game, uh, Gears of War? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I played through that game the first, the first game, I played through it and I was like sort of frustrated with it. It's a pretty good game. Um, but it's really annoying. And if you've ever played, you know, shooters, Gears of War is one where you can empty an entire clip into an alien's head and it, they don't die. They don't go down. And, um, so I did that for the six to eight hours of the game, played it like that. And then afterwards I looked at the achievements and I thought they were stupid. So I went and tried them just, you know, like you're supposed to curb stomp. You're supposed to, uh, you have a machine gun with a chainsaw, of course. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're supposed to cut them in half. And it turns out the way you're supposed to play that game is you're supposed <laughs> to shoot them in the head a couple times, and then they kind of get stunned, and then mm-hmm. you run up the, to them and kill them in other ways. Mm-hmm. That's how you're supposed to play it. And
1: that's um, one of those things that you'd only really find out if you're going really deep into the multiplayer kind of thing, like super competitive kind of aspect.
0: Yeah, I mean, and here the part of the problem is is that I had put you know, it told me how to play the game when I was playing it It's in its little tutorials. I'm, mm-hmm. I just sort of ignored it to go shoot a guy in the face some more. <laughs> and um, only looking at the achievements, it rewarded for, you know, killing 10 enemies by, you know, you know, knocking them down and then stomping on their head. And I thought that those actually were good achievements because it sort of was um, rewarding you for playing the game in, in an intended way. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if, they Those achievements would stand up necessarily in, say, Gears of War 4 or whatever, but um, they were good at the it, time for me.
1: It, it's funny you mentioned Gears of War having a good achievement like that because it also has one of the most notorious ones, which is get a million kills in multiplayer. Oh, nice. Which I, is just completely astronomically ridiculous. Like, who's going to do that?
0: Oh, I remember hearing, and I think I brought this up at the game, that there was a game that said you had to kill um, five billion enemies or something like this. But basically, you'd get that achievement um, because at the end of the, part of the game, you'd blow up a planet. <laughs> <laughs> and so you would you would yeah. achieve that, you know.
1: That's kind of funny, though.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly like, why it's with there. It a word,
1: though. It's, it's, you basically have to just grind it out for probably a couple of years.
0: Yeah, crazy. I mean that's yeah. I won't go off on tangents about, about achievements versus like unlocking content based on you know, prestiging or something, say mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, August I thought he did a great job. He he talked about some really great points. Um can you can you guys remember any of his like worst achievements? He mentioned a couple, but I can't.
1: Uh, he mentioned uh, another Diablo example, one that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, there's an achievement in Diablo for, resor- or for reviving your teammates. And so I guess that gets people into a lot of situations where they just let their teammates mm-hmm. die so yeah. they can revive them.
0: Oh, yeah, it does. It, f- it fosters that gameplay. I know that well, uh, Borderland rewards you with 100 experience points if you revive somebody. And there is an achievement for reviving a friend as well. Oh, I I remember
2: his least favorite of all time was the portal. I can't remember. If it was the portal the portal two achievement where you essentially just have to leave your computer on for like half an hour or something?
0: I liked that achievement. I <laughs> agreed with him there because I was playing Portal and I beat the game, and then I went back to the achievements, mm-hmm. and I'm like, fall for fifteen thousand feet. How can I fall for fifteen thousand feet? And then oh, that was the one. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. His point is valid: is that um, it takes a long time. It takes like four minutes of just falling i mean it's not a half an hour or whatever but it is mm. an extended period of time mm-hmm. um but i did like i personally liked that achievement i thought that mm. was funny. But, because i went and i'm like just started giggling as i was just
1: continually <laughs> falling i mean I, that's I, when you just have it on on the screen as like an ambient thing in the background is yeah. just fault
0: <laughs> i remember humorously engaging in that particular achievement and out of all the achievements in portal that's the one i remember It's it's it was it's just funny. Well, I I think I think and the reason why he he hated that one so much
2: is because it was it could have been a really good achievement because it was actually promoting emerging gameplay, but then it basically he was saying you could have accomplished that in you know, in thirty seconds instead of relying on it. it. So
0: yeah, I'd agree with him there. But I mean that's that whole balance of like this ridiculous amount of distance. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to um, you know, whatever. And yeah, I get his point too. Either way, I, 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 love, I love the, the games. yep, they are amazing games. All right, um, so let's just jump quick to the September meeting. We already talked about um, Pixel Combat, um, which looked okay. I'll wait for it to That's a go piece on of sale. Crap. I'm <laughs> waiting for the next one. <laughs> yeah, you never get the first one. Always wait for the second one. Um, but the main let's talk about the main presentation. It was um, Ham in the Fridge. And, um, although the, I believe, was he the founder of the company that presented? Um, I can't remember him and the fridges presented before they made a game called, um, five minutes to kill yourself and they made it for cartoon network. Does that ring a bell for anybody that yeah. For adult swim, I think adult swim. There we go. Yep. Adult swim, which is, I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it was, um, anyway, Let's see. Brett Hummel is his name, um, I believe he's a founder of the of Ham in the Fridge. But anyway, he uh, pitched the game. It's called um, Bumping Uglies, <laughs> and it's 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 cute in its its own little way. It's the the main idea. It's an iOS game, sort of think about it like an iPad or something, and kind of like Angry Birds where you can slingshot something. But in this case, you just kind of grab your little character, which is a little ugly blobish thing. Um, With a face. And you grab them and pull. And then you kind of slingshot them around. And your objective is to collect coins. Um, do it efficiently because it costs you energy. Which they call a mojo. To jump around. And get to the end of the level. And bump your ugly against another ugly. At the end of the level. And you'll make uglies, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. So... Thus, the double entendre. Yeah. so it does have some like humorous aspects about it in regards to um, their little fiendish faces on their uglies characters and whatnot. But um, I, they had at the time of their presentation, they had just submitted it to the app market on for for iPads, I believe, um, but I'm not sure if it's out yet.
2: They, you know, I, I'm always Im- impressed at um, they they went through a lot of work and a lot of prototyping for that game, and I, I, I hope to be in a place at some point where I can do that. You know what I mean? Like, um, we're all working on games, but sometimes I feel like we have to almost develop and prototype at the same time, just just due to due to time constraints and budgets and stuff like that, or lack of budgets that we have. So it's cool to see what you can do when you are able to do a bunch of prototyping, and, and how how things evolve.
0: Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can respect what you're saying. Yeah. 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 The, um. Sorry, it is. I just looked. It is. It's in the app market now. It came out. Oh, cool! Good for them. Um. Yeah, it looks like mid September. So. Awesome. Yeah, it was really interesting. I I did enjoy that they talked about some of their like uh, experience with the media, and they they had a Kickstarter campaign which was mm-hmm. unsuccessful. Um, their their pitch to Adult Swim when Adult Swim didn't uh, didn't bite, and just the process on how they come up with ideas and then pitch them. Yeah, was, was interesting. Um,
1: they also went pretty well into uh, technical stuff too, which was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, he brought with a couple of his um like one of the one of their artists, their their lead developer, and he talked about Unity and and even uh version control with oh, yeah, yeah. Unity and their project, which um we've seen discussed before. But it's amazing how different experiences people have with that. Yeah. So
1: isn't technology cool? Yes yeah. is
2: the best. It's funny that, that, you know, no matter how advanced technology becomes, it always creates more problems that we have to solve with new technology. That creates more problems that we have to solve with because new technology.
1: Because man is the true problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Someone and should just the, get rid of the other people.
2: In the distant future, the year 2000, um, when the humans are gone, everything will be fine. I kicked when I was dead.
0: <laughs> I, I kicked him. He was dead. <laughs> The humans are dead.
2: <laughs> Binary solo. 0000001
0: 00000011 So oh, tangents. One. Oh, one tangents. Oh, we should make a song about tangent. Wild tangents. You, you, you got mm-hmm. a red
1: kick back up to where we started.
0: Oh. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm confused by. Apple, because I just typed in, you know, Apple um, Bumpin' Uglies, and apparently it's an iTunes preview. It's not a real game. I don't understand. Like, why Why can't I? Apparently, I can't find it in iTunes.
2: Uh, you need the fifth row of icons to see it.
0: Hmm. Bumpin' Uglies LLC. No results for Bumpin' Uglies. That's weird.
1: There appears to be a band called Bumpin' Uglies.
0: I found a game called Bumpin' Bunnies. <laughs> I am confused. I don't understand why I don't find it. Uh, nope. All right, never mind. We'll drop that. So, Bump, Bumpin' Uglies, Ham in the Fridge. It sounds like it'd be a fun place to work, honestly. They it do. does, yeah. So.
2: And, and, and the, also, they clearly love their games, and... Any place that, that, that really loves their games, um, I, I, I'm definitely going to applaud.
0: Oh, yeah, almost to a sickening amount because he's yeah. like, here, he, you know, he didn't like the music. He didn't like this music. So he drove his son to Chicago so that yeah, they could yeah. sing it. And I'm like, oh, gag. I totally would do that. Yeah, that, that um, was awesome. Yep. And then, it, you know, something about his wife did something in there too. It's just, you know, awesome. Obviously, it's, he's totally into it and that's amazing to see. So, yeah, because I, I can relate to that wholeheartedly. All right. So, all right, that closes out. I'll quickly um, mention what's happening next month. So the October meeting, the news or the announcement just went out today, actually, where we're we're normally we're the second Wednesday of every month. But um, due to a few conflicts, including there's something with GDC online, I believe that week, we've pushed it back a month. So or a week pushed back a week so instead of October 10th we're October 17th I know nobody's going to hear this probably until after the presentation anyway but oh something it will be out soon um, <laughs> quite so, soon so just real quickly it's it's um I love this it's actually kind of an artist themed uh present presentation so Ty Burks from Gravic is going to present uh post on Jump Dudes specifically with regards to the art and stuff what worked and what didn't and Stuff that it should be pretty
2: pretty good. Ty's a great guy, and he has Um, assured me that it is on their list to have an Android release of Jump Dudes. Yeah, well, and the Twitter community,
0: and the Twitter community. Well, they 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 this they presented Jump Dudes before, which you can actually watch that video uh, because it has been posted when we were recording videos, um, where they talked about it before it came out. In fact, Ryan, no, you weren't one of the. Um, what do you call it? Uh, testers, were you because they had actually solicited the uh, a, a large number of members in the uh igda twin cities community to become what do you call it, beta testers, I guess, with mm-hmm.
1: Apple devices? Yeah, they did, but the Apple device was a limiting factor. Yep, yeah, yeah my case too. Yep, too. But hey, if they're making an Android version, cool,
0: yep. Yeah. So I imagine Ty might mention that, and then um. The member project is a gentleman named Chad Robinson, and he is presenting. Um, the The description is relatively brief, but it was basically uh art, the importance of art and design, um, in in video games, so that should be interesting. And he's a graphic artist, first, and a programmer second. So, or so says his little quick bio. <laughs> and I know he had a Kickstarter that also. Failed, but um, the art on it looks great, and I can't remember the mon- the name of it. But it's something monsters. So just search iTunes for monsters, and it's one of and it's. And you won't find it because it didn't get made.
1: <laughs> so don't search iTunes. So don't
0: search iTunes. All right, you guys got anything else to say before we like pick a topic and chat for a couple minutes?
2: I think I'm pretty good again i'm all
0: loopy so you know
2: hi guys
0: well i'll i'll start it out because um uh, steam greenlight is something i wanted i've been looking forward to to, to chatting with some people about um and for those that don't know uh so steam was kind of this everybody knows what steam is but Steam is steam is a distribution platform for games so you can buy your games on it and and it keeps a list, and you can download them, and et cetera. But it was kind although of, technically not just games anymore. Yeah, they've they, they've done a couple movies, but
2: well, no, they they released apps, some apps today. Uh, most of them had to do with games, like uh, but yeah, Game Maker is now Game on
0: Maker
1: there.
0: Now. Oh, okay. Well, um, oh, you can buy. it takes... a, the program Game Maker, and it's through Steam. Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh. there's also a couple. I think of video editing type of stuff, just general purpose kind of apps.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, I doubt anybody that's listening to this podcast probably knows what Steam is. Um, but Greenlight is... So Steam was there, and it, but it was kind of hard to get in as an indie developer. You know, mm-hmm. a small time indie developer to get on Steam would be an awesome thing, right? And I have no idea what the process was for that, but I would imagine that they got hit a thousand times a day from a thousand different developers.
1: What it basically um, involves is submitting your game to them for approval, and they have to run it through... Like, they hire a bunch of people to curate games, and decide if something is good enough or bad enough to go on their, their service. They, they It's basically they have to manually approve each submission. Yep, and They and get a crazy amount of submissions.
0: Exactly. So Greenlight was sort of a um, community driven effort in which they kind of turned that power of selection to the user base. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So developers then could go submit their game on Greenlight and then uh game players i guess could go to the green light section and look at games that were proposed and then like them or not um so this was i was sort of like not really into this idea <laughs> um but i mean it from an indie standpoint it actually isn't a horrible idea but it does require you know marketing to get your game just to be able to get sold
1: it's a great idea, but it's also a terrifying idea.
0: Exactly, and so, and it didn't come without a rocky start. So Steam Greenlight opened up, um, and it was just a frenzy of people posting games to the point where um, people had posted numerous fake games or had posted games that weren't theirs. But mm-hmm. I, but here's the thing: is I wouldn't necessarily fault a majority. I bet you half of those were made in confusion because. Steam Greenlight did not do a good job explaining what it itself was. So I think that some of those things were done in error where there were like people that were like, "Man, I'd really like to see this game on Steam." So, okay, I'll copy and paste the dude's website and put it on there because I want to see
1: this game on there. I think that also went a good chunk of those might have been that. It's funny though cuz when it launched the first couple days you go to the Steam front page and where they have all the games in the storefront, the very first thing you'd see is green light. And it said something like, decide what becomes the next big Steam games. You know, some kind of a catchphrase to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, if someone doesn't know that it involves the submission process or curation or anything like that, if, you know, you know, Joe Schmo is looking for games to play, he stumbles on this thing, it's like, oh, decide what games you want you know there's no wonder why Half-Life 3 ends up on there
0: exactly right it's it's no wonder that that developers were crying foul because they couldn't put their game on there because somebody else had done it already yeah. yeah yeah and and that really sucks actually because then you know alternative developers or not developers but people that actually would care about that they don't necessarily know who the developer is but anyway i know of a couple situations in which that happened where and i don't know if it was you know, actually somebody trying to steal the game. I don't think that was the case. I think it was literally somebody who thought that it would be a good idea to put that game on there. And so they just did it. But anyway, so in in response, so Steam had this thing where anybody could submit a game. They changed it and added a $100 fee for every submission. And this caused the, the internet and Twitter to explode. I don't know if you guys paid any attention to that or not, but there was... Well,
1: well, first, it's not every submission. It's per account.
0: Oh, it is? So, okay. So if
1: I make a game, it's a $100 fee, and then my account is good to go. I can just submit stuff.
0: Okay, I had heard the opposite. I heard that it was not a fee, that it was per it's, submission.
1: It's a it's a one-time thing per account.
0: Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Alright, no, that... See, I'd heard the opposite. Like, I had heard the exact opposite, because, like, the suggestion was that it be a Like a, almost like Apple or Android where you have your sort of like entrance fee and then it's, you know, whatever. I'd heard that it it was per submission. So that's good, that's good news then. The $100 is per account. So that's, I like that. And that, I think, I mean, it might be frustrating to some people, but,
2: um, I I think it just makes sense because, uh, you know, you, you gotta put a little money in so that probably gets rid of the people that are pranking. And, um
0: probably get actually that that's probably a good idea because it probably gets rid of a lot of junk i think well part of the problem is a hundred dollars is a lot of money to some people and i think it's i think it's a lot of money personally it's i I think it's a lot to curb what they're trying and it's not a money grab by steam either because all that money goes to charity 100 percent of it does Mm -hmm. they're not actually they don't want that money they just are trying to deter the problem that they encountered yeah um i just feel that the hundred dollars man that was a big, big, big tag to put on there. I, and that's the thing I'm wondering about. I'm, I'm pro for the fee to mm. help with that, you know, to, to please it to some extent, to, to make things that, you know, make it more obvious that it's a submission. I mean, and that's totally the norm for things too. And when I was doing the film festival circuit stuff with my movie, I paid like three grand in total in mm. dollars just to submit it to the film festivals. Um, it's not uncommon. Um,
1: as a business expense though a hundred dollars is kind of not much
0: very true no i know it's not in the in that regard at all in fact if you're a totally serious game developer that should be something you're aware of and not be impacted by and i agree to that but also if like um here's part of the problem too if it's a gamble for one thing it's not a guarantee it's a gamble just the same like me submitting to film festivals it's here take a look um and i'll pay your fee to do it and you hope that you know you're not throwing your money away but in the case of this is you're putting a hundred dollars in to submit it to Greenlight, where it's reviewed by other users and you need them to actually a- approve of it it's, it's but
1: then even if it doesn't get approved, you can still work on it some more and maybe come back later with a better pitch
2: or a different game.
1: Yeah, or a different game.
2: True. So it's, it's since it's just essentially by developer, it, um, yeah. In the, I guess the only thing I can see is if it's if you're coming from a different country where hundred bucks can mean a whole lot more, maybe that could be. Um, but then again, if you're using any engines, you're probably going to have to chunk down some money anyway. But, right. Well, here I, put this I I
0: put this as mean. an example. I mean, Ryan and Tori say Fireman Run or mm-hmm. Pixel Combat, right? You want to put them in, take this chance on Steam Greenlight, and it's a hundred dollars, and mm-hmm. and you have to put that hundred dollars forward. I, personally, okay. I I wouldn't do it. That's me. It's but I don't think that either of our games, no offense, as good as they might be, I don't think that. Um, the presentation in the Steam Greenlight would get any traction. I don't think that that the the community would engage with those, you know, lesser well, known games. In a what you in what you're head.
1: describing is actually one of the big problems with it is that there's not a lot of visibility. Exactly. There's, yeah, it's getting cluttered, and you get games just get kind of drowned out by the flood in there. There's no there's no good real visibility option. They're not really. I mean, they're promoting some stuff, but you'd really have to do a lot of work on your end to kind yeah. of do like marketing and promotion for your own game just on Greenlight.
0: Yeah, and and I don't know how you do that. Like, where is the ability to actually communicate to people to explain why it's good? Other
1: than, you well, know, just
0: the picture you pick or the words you put, but that doesn't make somebody come back and look at it again,
1: you know? But but the great thing is that we have this thing now, it's called the Internet and you can, like, talk to people all over the place? Twitter?
0: Sure, but, okay, look <laughs> at your Twitter feed once, and look at how many of them have yeah. Steam. And then look at how many of them would actually give a shit about your game. You know, that's...
1: I, it's, it's it's a matter of just getting through to the right people. Yeah. Which can be extremely difficult, yeah.
0: Well, in the in the case of Steam, it's also everybody. And I don't know. Yeah, it's,
1: I mean, also, it's YouTube commenters.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but it, you know what? It's not. It's not. At least it's not worse than it was before. It's it's another avenue. Um, may not be an easy one, but uh,
1: it's not impossible.
2: Ha- having having an additional avenue is is good in the long run.
1: Yep. Well, it, there are a lot of people that would suggest that it is worse than it was before because the the traditional submission process that they were using before for Steam is gone. It has to be green light now, no, unless it's gone you're, f- unless you're Activision or EA or yeah, something. Yeah, gone like. for indies. I don't. Yeah,
0: I don't if know. You're, if you're not an established studio, they will give you green light as your submission.
1: There, out. there, are even a f- quite a few established studios. I know I've seen games from companies that have recognized on there. I'm well, trying we, to think of examples, but nothing's coming to mind. I don't.
2: I I think that then something's still in some transition phase because we just got Dinskers onto steam last month but after greenland had started so i uh i think there's still got maybe there's a transition phase or something like that i don't
0: know well din's din's curse has been out for a while right
2: yeah yeah i mean we uh had tried many many times to get on steam and um soldak which is the studio that i work with on din's curse actually already had a previous title depths of peril on there um, but it had been turned down. I think three or four times, and then now it's in. Um, and they even put the DLC up on there. So I'm I don't.
0: know. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they've also got to a certain extent a a, a standing a what's the word for it a a, a base. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean uh, the studios a lot more I don't know. Yeah, it's you're right it there's a, there's a much bigger following than the one I started but it definitely didn't go through steam uh, greenlight.
0: Yeah, I think it would have been working on that for some time too.
2: Yeah. No, and that's that's true. That's very true.
0: Well, that's awesome you got a game on Steam another one. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that.
2: I'm Very excited about that. Thank you.
0: It's been on there a couple years.
2: Um which
0: one? It, Dens Curse came out in 2010. I thought it came. Yeah. Out I thought it was older than that. No, the, um, the first game I made for them
2: came out before, like a year or two before that, and then, um, but we, like I said, we only got it onto Steam last month. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that's been really good for visibility. It's been huge.
0: Awesome. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> Going back to the main point, I want to be down on green light because I don't know yeah. a good solution for it, and it's definitely an ex- an interesting experiment. Um, I was the interface. I'm really disliking. I I I don't know if it's changed, but I haven't gone back. I went. I did like a week's worth of checking it out and stuff, and um, it's just really difficult to try to find something that actually looked interesting. Um, that it may looks, have just
1: been because the initial rush.
0: Yeah. It and, looks better now. And also, um. well, it was, It. I'm going to go look right now, Um, because at the time, um, it was really weird. Like, you didn't know if you were actually helping them or not, or, like, because it was like, you could, let's see, yeah, they, you could favorite it, mm. right? Oh, sure, sure, And so, what does that mean, exactly? I don't know if that's it or not. And then they added, and I saw this before, would you buy this game if it was available? Yeah. Yes or no? I'm like, oh well, okay. Um, it's almost too bad that you can't just say, look, I just this, this, this is a good game, and I would strongly recommend it. Or, sure. You because know, a lot of these games are they've they've seen the light of day somewhere before. Um, sure, sure, sure. And I actually heard that they had picked the top ten, and were where they were pushed to actually. Eat,
1: Get the The market. first round is already out, and you can buy some of them already.
0: Oh, here we go. Greenlit, nine of them. So let's see what got greenlit.
1: I know McPixel was one of the big ones.
0: Let's see. I only see nine. McPixel, really? Released. McPixel got released. Okay, so never heard of it. <laughs>
1: Interesting. Black Mesa Source, another one.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. What the heck is Mr. on? Why do some of the pictures look like he has a boner? <laughs>
1: it's like a old school game. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those popular games people were talking about.
0: It's uh it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. This game
1: is the kind of hard-hitting, you know, knowledge that come to this podcast. Oh, here we go.
0: <laughs> That's right. So I went to the McPixel page, and it's got the whole page with the pictures and everything. And then you have to click another link that says "Go to the store page for this game." And so I did that. So I guess I saw the green light page, and then it actually got greenlit, so it takes you to the actual page. Anyway, so yep. I mean, out of the hundreds of games that are on there, there's I guess, 10 that um, are now actually games. No, it's a start, I suppose.
2: Yeah. And, right. and you know, everybody predicted it was going to be a terrible crash and burn process, and it was. And um, so hopefully it gets better.
0: Huh. Yeah. I, Um, at, the nice thing about it, I would say, is that It does. It's not like you're submitting it to a void where you don't get to see what's going on, true. And and you can't have any impact on it, right? Other than like if you were to just submit it to, um, you know, the Steam machine, the only input you'd have into it is phone calls or whatever, and that you'd only get engaged if they engaged you, right? Right. At least in this case, you can put your hundred dollars down, put it out there as a potential game to be on Steam, and you can actually get reaction from people.
1: So you can also kind of advocate for your game too.
0: Right. And you can see how well its response is. So
2: And you know, and even if you don't get on there, you you still got a couple more eyes on you.
0: Yeah. Which, you know I I wonder how long they stay on. Mm, that's oh, a good question. Like if if like if you did submit one if it um stay if it's got like some you know only available for you've got 12 weeks or something and then it is removed or something like that sure let me see if there's an answer on the internets. it it's sort of funny looking at what got promoted um so Black Mesa which is a remake of of um isn't it Half-Life, Half-life One? one yes, sort of remade using the newer SDK. Um, yeah, which I'm pro for that actually, because trying to play the first one is it, rough.
1: In fact, the the guys that made it, it's it's a mod basically, so it's going to be released for free on Steam, and the team that made it actually just released what they had, like an early like a beta version I think, a couple weeks ago.
0: You know, and, and I bet you a project like that, this breathes huge amount of life into it. Oh,
1: absolutely. So, I, I know th- that project in particular, they had been talking about for years.
0: Yeah, it's been around. And
1: I had just forgotten about it until this whole thing came up.
2: So, oh, yeah. but the on the FAQ it says, what if my game never gets accepted and it says your game will remain on green light unless, uh, until you decide to take it down?
1: Well, there's your answer.
0: So it's an interesting distribution of games. So you got Black Mesa, you got Heroes and Generals, which has a picture of a Nazi on the front. I'm not exactly sure. It's got to be a first-person shooter. Um, Cry of Fear, which looks like it's a first-person shooter. Routine is a first-person shooter. Um, no Ro- more room in hell is a zombie game, and so Project Zomboid is a is a zombie game. So.
1: It seems like kind games. of a decent cross-section uh, of the stuff you'd see on Steam. That's
2: true, too. That's
0: yeah, true too. yeah. actually, Project Zomboid, just the screen captures look pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. That looks pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, I've seen previews of that on the Sura. It looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool.
0: So it's, it's definitely interesting to see some of these get promoted. Um, I know that... Um, oh, gosh, I used to have a list of... Like there's somebody who was maintaining a really awesome spreadsheet, like a public Google doc of, of, and they were, um, what's it called when you have a website and you mine it, data mining the website for statistics and stuff. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So you could see how games were popular and whatnot. It was pretty interesting. Anyway, enough about steam Greenlight. I think ultimately, I think it's a good thing. Um, my personal opinion of it is is that the hundred dollars is a little steep, but at least it's going to a charity i guess that's true, and that it's true and it does mean that you have to have a certain level of game and so you're not clogging it up i guess with something that
1: you got to be serious about it
0: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. or at least willing to you know have the money to burn, i guess <laughs> which is true. um. You know, to put it in the film festival analogy before, I'm pretty sure I've been to film festivals where they showed every film they had. They just whatever, yeah. They just took the money and then they played your movie. Um, it was quite humorous, in fact, how some of the... Uh, like, I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into my movie and thought I had something awesome, as I'm sure everybody does, right? But then you see somebody else's and it's... You know, ugh, just like, how could that... How, what... Um, anyway sorry that tangent alright anything else guys
2: I I guess I don't I don't have a whole lot right now you know I guess I will will just add which I think is kind of cool and I'm probably because I'm a Nintendo advocate because of their strange stuff that they do but I thought it was pretty cool that they partnered with Unity. So, um, Actually, I'll just re- read the release um, statement here, because I'll, I'll screw it up. But it says, Sutra reports Nintendo has been granted the rights to distribute a Wii U-specific version of Unity in its development kits. So, if you get a um, Nintendo development kit, which, of course, isn't an easy thing to do, you actually get a, copy, a spec- Wii U-specific copy of Unity in there. Um, which I think is cool, because... Uh, Nintendo has really been criticized for basically not doing a great job with anything except their own games, third-party or indie. So I think this is a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting reaction. It's not completely unsurprising, I guess, but True. it's a good thing. True. Um, it Which sort of lends, leads to... Uh, Wii U is obviously... Um, there's been a, m- a number of news items about it lately. Specifically, its release dates were announced, and some more technical details. Um, so let's see. It was um, it's actually going to be in the United States in end of November.
1: I believe well, the last Sunday before Black Friday.
0: Okay. Thank you.
1: I don't know what date that is.
0: Yeah, I don't know what date that is either. But it puts it in November. Um, if I remember Turkey Day correctly. And then, which is interesting because it's actually coming out in America before it's coming out in Japan, which is kind of surprising in a certain way because it's not the norm. Usually it's quite the opposite. Yeah. And so like the projections of people who I think are a little bit more in the know than me is that they're trying to hit the uh, Christmas sales in America where it's a big deal, whereas in Japan... They're not quite it's not the big presence mm. and fiasco mm-hmm. that it is here in the States. So I don't know how true that is, but it sounds like that makes would be sense, a good yeah. reason. Yep, makes sense. So um additionally, let's see, uh I don't have the prices in front of me, but I think it was there's two versions as well.
1: Three hundred and three fifty, I think.
0: Yeah. And so the the three hundred doesn't come with the game or something like that?
1: the The more expensive one, it comes with Nintendo Land.
0: There we go, and a bunch Which is of other kind stuff, of mini game things. I thought. I thought it came came with a whole bunch of other stuff too, didn't it? Uh,
1: I know it's a bigger hard drive is one of the things. Yeah, there. I should it. probably looked this up.
0: Yeah, but it's three hundred or three fifty. You'd probably want the three fifty version. Um, it comes with the big the touchscreen controller. I don't know if it comes with a Wii mode or not. I'm assuming it would because it's it will it will use the Wii. Wiimotes, in addition to the new controller. Um, I don't know. Would you guys gonna pick one up?
2: Uh yeah, I'm, I always pick up the Nintendo thing, and yeah.
0: You're gonna have to invite me and my kids over. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Except <laughs> if we're playing Zombie U. Stuff.
2: Not if we're F- playing Zombie U, but.
0: Uh, um, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Um, which, uh, so releases um game wise i've heard some sort of negative things about that you guys
1: yeah i think the big thing that a lot of people are getting kind of not so happy about is that it's mostly ports that
0: was the same kind of true with the wii in a lot of ways too
1: it's as far as i can tell that's true of most consoles i don't know but yeah they've got uh Batman, they've got Call of Duty, they've got Ninja Gaiden oh, and Transformers.
0: The they got some exclusive too. Didn't they? What was the exclusive they got? Bayonetta 2?
1: Oh yeah, that's not a launch game though. That'll be kind no, of no, no, no,
0: no. Where... But I mean it's just an interesting like hmm. what? That's Band- an exclusive? Bayonetta 2 is exclusive to Wii U? That's really strange. Yeah. crazy. That's very strange. If you look at the, like typical Nintendo stuff and then yeah. here it is where you're a half-naked slutty witch that kills things
1: it's well i think if they're trying to appeal to the gamers out there
0: right <laughs> yeah it's it's humorous because the the stuff that i podcasts or news media that i read there's zero interest in um like batman on the wii u right because they've already played that the... game. They, they've already played it
1: but not with the the nice controller yeah but
0: I don't know. I mean, I can totally see where they're coming from. Like, they go to the, the big conventions and then Wii U is there with Batman, and they're like, why would I go play Batman? I played Batman before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to play Batman. I'm going to go do something else. See something I haven't seen before. And, um, but they, you know, this is just a launch lineup. Yeah, right, exactly.
1: The, the big exciting games will come later.
0: Yep. No, and I think it's great that those games will be there because it'll be, you know, not everybody owns an Xbox or a PlayStation 3 or a powerhouse pc but it is likely that you have a wii u way more than or a wii way more than those other systems i know numerous people that that's the only game console they have um so it'd be nice to have some more serious games potentially for those people so and so what i what
1: you're saying it, is that we need to have a big wii u party when this thing comes up
0: yeah i don't know i i'm very very curious to see how it does because i wasn't personally impressed very much by the game lineup but i can't even really remember it i know there's another super mario brothers wii u yeah ever which you know people love that game they for sure probably would love more of it
2: i'm actually really excited to see how they use the new controller because i just think that looks so awesome
0: i think it's very neat I do. I am very curious, too. I don't think I'm 300 or $350 interested, though. Mm.
2: Are you $299 interested? Mm,
0: no. Oh, okay.
1: Just go down to Best Buy and play with their demo thing.
0: There you go. There you go. All right, so I, and I'm sure I've said it before, but I, I will admit, when I heard about the Wii, I thought it sounded dumb. And I had read stuff and saw the pictures of people playing and whipping their controllers towards the camera, you know, like they're having fun, and I'm like, come on. And I didn't understand it. Um, and I didn't give it a whole lot of, you know, the time of day until I saw a video of, of a dad with his four-year-old daughter and the daughter was playing golf. And then I had to have a Wii U, or a Wii. I, 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 that's when I got it. Like that one little simple clip of the four-year-old playing golf with her dad on the TV. And, and then I understood the game system and all the potential in it. So I'm waiting to see that same sort of thing. That's not the, the marketing, whatever it's telling me, or the, the, you know, the happy people that play like the like the Connect family at the E3 and whatnot, you know. I want to actually see.
1: Um... I think there's a little bit of that stuff in uh, Nintendo land,
0: mm-hmm. mm. with
1: the, some of their kind of tech demoy kind of mini game type of things.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Think but you're but right. yeah,
1: right as as it is right now, there's not a lot of big you know show stopping kind of things. But they will come soon.
0: Yeah, True. I'm excited to st- I'm definitely interested in seeing it as an experience. But I'd equate it to my interest is was about the same with a uh, 3DS. More so than a 3DS, I'll admit. But like because um, I was I did not understand the whole marketing gimmick of the 3DS. All right. Well, let's put a put a bow on it. Um, we are the IGDA Twin Cities podcast. Uh, you can find us at IGDATC.org org that is our website and that's part particular porthole to uh that's a funny word i may Porthole. Port like it's on the side of a ship yeah it sounds dirty right now i don't know why porthole yep um it's your portal to <laughs> which, which is the word i intended to, to say <laughs> it's the Yep. That's the website. And we're on Twitter and on Facebook and, apparently and on Steam and some people uh do that. Yeah, speaking of Steam, Ryan, you are the the community games organizer. You should uh, start something again. I suggested World of Tanks and you didn't bite.
1: Yeah, I forgot to schedule something. Yeah. In fact, let's schedule something. What games should we play as a community that people might actually have? I um <laughs> I will say I had a lot of If you have suggestions, fun. join the Steam group and let us know.
0: Yeah. I had a lot of fun playing Dino D Day with you guys. That was hilarious. That was pretty fun. Um, I haven't played it since, but I did enjoy that. I wonder I wonder if any of these uh Project Greenlight games are intended to be multiplayer. Like group multiplayer. That that would be interesting. Um yeah, I'd love to hear if anybody has any suggestions for games. Steam or not. Uh, you know, Steam is nice, but there are other options, of course, too. Terraria? Oh, did you hear Terraria is coming to Xbox? Terraria? I, I heard that, yeah. Will,
2: will it get a makeover like Spelunky?
0: Oh, I didn't. That's the other game I've been playing. <laughs> that explains like why there's a month of my life missing. <laughs> Spelunky and so It's only a month Elk for you And Borderlands 2 um, Yeah I'm just checking 125 hours I've played of Terraria Which is a lot of time for me Hey uh Thanks a lot guys for putting up with me yet again you Thank offer? you for
2: putting up With me and my colds and flus I kept calling it a cold But apparently it's actually a flu
1: it can be a cold mm. flu.
2: It is a cold flu.
1: Well, hopefully you'll survive for another podcast.
2: Thank you. I, I hope so, too. And Ryan, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it very much. Especially, uh, like, on the fly, kind of a improv sort of a thing.
1: Oh, ah, no know. problem.
0: Well, until next month, if we do a podcast next month, I really hope we can get back on schedule.
2: Yeah, we back will.
0: Back on... Uh, our, to our norm
2: yeah well good evening folks it's been wonderful and I'll see you soon
0: thanks again bye guys ciao Boop.
1: Just out of curiosity, is this podcast still going? Mm-hmm. Although oh, yeah. whatever. It sounded like we were ending there and then it just sort of trailed off.
0: Yeah, it usually does, and then Tori has to deal with it. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> we don't have a good ending. I think.
1: This must be the like the worst thing to try and edit.
0: Um nobody listens all the way to the end anyway. <laughs> 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 there's your, there's your soundbite for the beginning of the podcast <laughs> yeah there you go
2: do listen to this thing anyway at least not this far
0: Can next time can we just record it into like a tin can talk like we're on old timey radio
2: oh I can just put a filter over it it'd be really easy
1: coming Actually, in the radio now we yeah. have news from the western front that would be all that awesome. forces have taken the town of
0: <laughs> yeah Team Greenlight
2: announces yeah. Ryan Schaefer has taken Kniffy in the beginning of his epic fight in Pixel Combat. <laughs> Unfortunately, you lose even though he won. But I still think you win.
1: Dead air.
2: That's okay, I'm taking notes. I always do this. Um. You
1: just edit this part out.
2: So- yeah. <laughs>